play a power song Singing to that highway song Got a little nice smile That kind of drives you out Nothing like playing with fire Brings forward a life Be with the fuse you like Be good, you're dynamite Made my day when you walked inside town Beside me, whispered with your eyes Let's go You made me say you Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Yankees Week in Review. Listen in throughout the baseball season as we will go over the week that was for the New York Yankees. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong this week, this day in Yankees history, Yankees birthdays, and predictions of what the Bronx Bombers record will be at the end of the upcoming week. 1420 Yankees Week in Review, the Yankee Tavern North. Brought to you by Seeky. So put on your pink stripe, grab a beer, and let's get in. All right, the Yankees Week in Review for this 27th day of July 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today or the SeatGeek app and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of Yankee tickets if you're still putting yourself through the through the headaches of going out to the Bronx. That's a joke anyways. We always love going out there anyways. But thank you for making us part of your day each and every day here at 1420 World Headquarters and 1420 in the morning. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com to check out all the great articles and other great podcasts such as the Corner Booth Podcast, such as Rising the Occasion, and such as one of my one of my favorites, the Crap Brood Sports Podcast. And I think tonight they have a uh, – there's a special one coming out. All the guys are getting together to do a uh, – uh, belly up after dark thing. So I think it's on at seven o'clock Eastern. So maybe or nine o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock mountain time. Uh, but anyways, we keep, uh, quit talking with everybody else's podcast. And we talk about the 1420 Yankee week in review. Uh, quite the week it's been since I uh, went off on Aaron Boone last week, about a week ago, right now, talking about uh, Boone deciding to pitch to Shohei Otani instead of Mickey Moniak. We got a lot of a lot of laughs about that throughout the baseball world, the places I traveled and everything else. There was a lot of people laughing about that uh, and everything else. Uh, Mickey Moniak's a better player than I thought he would be, but that's the last time we spoke of the Yankees. Since I talked about Mickey Moniak and the uh, and the Yankees situation, they went 4-1. and one. They swept the hapless Kansas City Royals as they're supposed to do, and then they split the Subway Series with the Mets, a two-game uh, series in the Bronx got humiliated on Tuesday night when they lost 9-3, I believe it was, but had a nice uh, outing by Rodon last night to, to win the game last night in 3-4-1, whatever it might have been. So they find themselves still in last place in the American League East. We talked about that the last time they were there was 1990 when Millie Vanilli was still hitting the airways and Roxette was number one uh, on the airways back then in 1990. But uh, they're 54-48, and 48, eight back of the first place. Baltimore Orioles, what a baseball team that is. What a story that's become out in Baltimore and the American League East. Uh, two and a half out of a wild card spot. Only a couple teams to jump over. I think they still have a bit of a chance to do it. I don't know if I like the chance of it happening, but with the pitching staff that the Yankees have, I still think that there is a chance. So all is not uh, out of uh, the realm of possibility. Um, you know, uh, they, they kind of dug their own grave and they are who they are because 
over the, the week that they had before by losing two out of three to Colorado, getting swept by by the uh, by, by the Anaheim Angels, and that's kind of what they are and where they are going into the into the trade deadline, which is only five days away. It's not a great uh, it's not a great look to be in no man's land. Mediocrity means you're just as close to the bottom as you are to the top. So be, being where they are, it's a tough going to be a tough grind for the Yankees going into the trade deadline. Where they're going to get where, what they're going to do, and the next. Um, you know, the next nine days, the next 10 days might might uh, wrap up their season or it might uh, it might elevate their season. Who knows? You got three games against, like I said, at uh, at at Camden Yards versus that Baltimore Orioles team, the first place Baltimore Orioles. That's something you haven't said or anyone said for a long, long time. Then you have three against the uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays who are uh, coming back down to earth. Obviously, you, you couldn't expect them to keep up that kind of a uh, um a role that they that they were on, you could say, and then you have a three, three or four, four, four it is against the uh, their 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 rival, which I think is their rival more than the Boston Red Sox now uh, with their rival, the the Houston Astros. So this next nine, uh, six, ten games are pivotal for the Yankees' season. Are they where where they are because this that's what the roster is? Yeah, probably. Are they going to be in tough against those teams? Uh, probably because that's a that's a pretty uh, hot and heavy lineup that you got you got facing. It's kind of the gauntlet of the season. You wish they would have taken advantage more of what the the games they had coming out of the All Star break. Yeah, they got those those three against Kansas City that 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 they won, and I'm glad that they did. But you know what? It might have been better off for for this Yankees team to lose those three games and put themselves completely out of out of out of commission and get looking into next year land because I think that that's kind of where they are. I hope that they're not because I, I still want to cheer for my team. I still want my team to to win because you know when your team's got a chance to win a World Series, there's no better feeling. Well, there's a couple out there that are a little bit better, but as a baseball fan, as a sports fan, when your team's got a chance to win a championship, you you really like that. You you like that feeling. It keeps you engaged throughout the dog days of summer and 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 the like. So you, you kind of hope that they, that they they do do something this this upcoming week. But um, losing those games last week, kind of, uh, and then winning the three against against Kansas City, uh, kind of put a. Uh, exclamation point on exclamation point but kind of put a uh, a hyphen on the season I guess I don't even know what that means but it's one of those things that you know you you wish they would have lost those games and you could have said you know what maybe this team just isn't that good maybe they are mediocre maybe because because they actually are if you think about what their record is there they got uh they're eight and one I think it is against the uh, Kansas City Royals and the uh, Oakland A's this year seven and one whatever it might be and they're 45 and 46 uh with the rest of the season right there so that kind of tells you where the Yankees are at this point of the year and what they've been since about the halfway point of last season which is mediocre and and not very good they have a they have a lot of problems they've got a lot of holes in line like we talk about ad nauseum everybody every talking head including myself uh, jim at the fan of the van he talks about everybody talks about this team is just mediocre and it goes goes to show without those those, those uh, eight games against kansas city who's terrible and those 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 uh, and and oakland who's terrible everybody knows that the yankees are a 500 or a below 500 baseball club and it's just roster construction and everything else and injuries and the like, but it's more, more so roster construction than anything else. And it's too bad that the Yankees kind of have their fan base. Uh, and I don't know if they're their fan, like their entire fan base, but they have people believing this team can still do a little bit of damage. It's, it's, it, I, 
I tend, tend to uh, lean the other way that I don't think that they can, but there's some things that they could possibly do uh, at the trade deadline that uh, will maybe help things out a little bit, uh, that will help things out uh, to, to maybe do something at the deadline. I think that they, they got to try to find a way to become quasi-sellers at the same time as becoming uh, buyers at the same time. Like you, you, you sell something, you get something in return, no matter what, uh, seeing what they got down on the farm or seeing what they, they, they have going for them, like 2016, when they when they went and got rid of Aroldis Chapman, they got rid of Beltran, and they got rid of uh, Andrew Miller, who gave up the home run 2017 to Didi. We all, we all remember that, Yankee fans. But I think it's time where... It's the 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 Yankees have to look at trying trying to do some things and and win some ball games and maybe lose some ball games and everything else. I don't know what could happen here. Like you guys are probably gonna laugh at me for wanting this. Like I was mad a week ago. Like you wouldn't believe that uh, on this podcast talking about the the Yankees losing games and then I'm complaining that they're winning games and winning four out of five, which they did in the last week since I I complained about that. But it's one of those things where winning games isn't always the uh, the best thing you can do for a franchise. Pretending that you're a team that that isn't going anywhere can be a bad thing. Winning games and putting lipstick on a pig, as I named this episode, is kind of one thing that the Yankees did over this past week. And by losing those three games, or winning those three games with the with Kansas City, they kind of kind of well. Are they good? Aren't they good? What can they do at the deadline? What aren't they going to do at the deadline? Because you can you can only you can only beat who's in front of you. You can only play who's in front of you. And so having that those that those games in the lineup kind of uh, put a put a damper in things. Because if they would have won those two games, uh, two out of or three out of five of those games between uh, the, the losses they had with with Colorado and with California, that would have helped their 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 uh, their cause out immensely, and it would have put more of a a spotlight on the holes that are in this team. And I think that it's it's kind of a bad thing. Like I said, that, that they, they did win those those baseball games. Um, I know you're going to have people complaining to me and saying, well, Brent complains when they win. Brent complains when they lose. What more does he want? Well, I'm here to tell you. I'm glad you guys asked. I'm glad I asked the, the voices between my ears what's going to happen there. I, I think what the Yankees need to do is somehow, some way, and I don't know how you do it and how you got five years left with this guy, and I don't know what you can possibly do. Uh, you got to find a way to ask Giancarlo Stanton to waive his no-trade clause and then you have to find a way for somebody to get this guy uh, to, to, to take on part of that contract for the next five years or take him on because he, he has been good in the playoffs. So if you can get him onto a playoff team like the Dodgers to be a uh, uh, in-and-out guy like Pujols was a couple of years back and go out go out and be a DH and see what he can do for, for the Dodgers, see if he'll, he'll waive his no, no trade to go home and, and get out of here. It's one of those things I, I don't know how you go about doing it. I don't know how you ask somebody to go out and buy an 84 Camaro, which Stanton uh, is he, he looks good from the outside, but the inside don't run so good. You know, you, you have a lot of last, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a shiny toy in your, not that an 84 Camaro is a, a shiny toy, but it, if it's done up nicely, I guess it could be. But the thing is with Stanton, you got to find a way to get him out of the lineup. He can't play. He can't play right field anymore. As you saw last night, as you saw earlier on this week, when he tried to, to, to score on a base hit or a double, I think it was from first doesn't much matter. The guy can't run the base. The guy's broken down. The guy's a tin man. I've been saying it since the day they got him, pretty much. And I really got went off on a tangent a couple of years back about Stanton being the uh, the albatross on this team that this gets going to hurt this team right to the bitter end. And he's that guy. They got to try to find a way in the next five days before the deadline happens to try to get rid of this guy and get him out, out of the lineup. He doesn't do do you any good. He hurts this team to to uh, to, to a heart to to, uh, to 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 no end. How you get rid of Stanton, I don't know, but I I need to. to 
to the Yankees to find a way to do this. I need Cashman to, to find a way to get this guy off the field because he is the number one um, guy that is hurting this team. He's been hurting them for a long time, and I don't know how you ask another team to pick, pick up that that uh, that contract for for a long period of time. But like I said, if you can get a team like uh, the Dodgers who picked up Pujols a few years back off the California Angels, the Anaheim Angels, that's one thing that they need to do. Uh, it's 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 going to be tough, but it's it's happened before. The next thing they need to do, I think, is try to make a trade for Cody Bellinger. Uh, Bellinger is going is going into a uh, a deal with the Cubs where it's a, a club a, a mutual club option, a uh, player club option uh, into 2024. He's a bargain right now at 12 and a half million bucks. Uh, find a way to get him on your roster and see if he likes it in New York for 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 uh, the end of the season this year and see what he likes. Pick up that pick up that option and see what you can do there. I would trade him. Then now let's hear me out. I would trade Harrison Bader, who's a disappointment. He's injured a lot. Yes, how do you get rid of that? That broken down old car, but he's going into a, a contract year as well, a younger player and cheaper player. And then I, I try to also I get I get rid of Anthony Rizzo and then I get rid of Rizzo with the Cubs because it's old home week. Little nostalgia. Remember, he won a World Series with the Cubs, so I may try to make that trade. I get Bellinger, a left-handed bat that the Yankees need wholeheartedly. Yes, you're losing Rizzo, who's also left-handed bat, but Rizzo hasn't been able to hit hit his ass. I think having a guy like Rizzo go back to the Cubs, a little nostalgia and everything else that gets him out of the Yankees' hair. He's struggled a lot. Like, yes, I wanted him back earlier this year, but it just hasn't worked out. Is he injured? Who knows what's going on there? I know he tweaked his back. I think it was the same time that uh, Judge injured his toe during that uh, Dodgers series, but I I think you, you get rid of Bader, uh, who's kind of a you know, one of those guys. He turned out to be a bit of a douche nozzle, and then you get rid of uh, you get rid of Rizzo for Bellinger, who's swinging about a hot bat. 12, 12 million bucks. It's manageable if you can try to get rid. Yes, they're at the salary cap and the fictional salary cap and the the, the, the luxury trick uh, threshold. It's one of those things I think you need to try to do. Um, they they are getting getting healthier this week the Yankees are they they are getting Aaron Judge back but I don't think the teams are very worried about Aaron Judge being back in the lineup because the ineptness of the rest of this lineup so having Judge uh, come back isn't going to be a big boost yes having the MVP back yes having one of the best players in the game of baseball top three top four whatever you want to call it having him back in your lineup can't hurt but how effective is he going to be He's been injured before. He's been injured again. Can you, can, will he help the lineup? Yes, but will they pitch? Other teams will see how inept or have seen how inept this franchise has been, how inept this batting lineup has been, how bad of a manager that uh, Aaron Boone has been. That you find a way to uh, get you get Judge in the lineup. Will he be a, a big factor? I don't think so. I don't think that this offense can do do us any do the Yankees any good for the remainder of the season. That's why I think they really need to go out and find, like we've been talking about for a long, 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 long time. You try to find a way. I don't know if you could trade Lemayhew. He's injured, but you still need the guy to play first base. So you move. You, you try to move Lemayhew over to first once you get rid of Rizzo, in my opinion, and then you can go. You, you go out and find a left fielder, which we've been talking about. About, and a third baseman, which we've been talking about for a better part of two years now, a year and a half, that we uh, the, the Yankees went out and got and Cash went out and got Donaldson, which was an unmitigated disaster. The guy couldn't hit, couldn't hit at all. He's old and broken down. Now his career is uh, is likely done, but the president of Josh Donaldson fan club didn't help out the Yankees one bit. Yeah, he hit some home runs here and there, but the rest of it was a complete wreck, a complete disaster the entire time was there. And Yankee fans and, uh, and uh, non-Yankee fans have been saying, like, why the left side of that field has not been 
been good throughout the uh, this entire season and into last season. You don't know what you got got there, and you wonder if old Brett Gardner's kicking around. <laughs> you put him in the left field. He couldn't be as bad as everybody else, or he couldn't. Like, it couldn't be. Well, he could be, but he hasn't played for a couple of years. But I always like Gardner. He was a great player. Not a great player. He's a really good player and a good Yankee. But you look at something like that. They got to do something left side of the infield. They got to go out and sell, 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 and find a way to to, to write this thing because I think this year is is gone. I'm not giving up on it 100. I'm not. I'm not a complete. Uh, the sky is falling. It's over. Everything else. I uh, the 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 fat lady. She ain't singing, but she's sure humming a good tune right now. But it's it's a thing where you got you you got to start looking at next year, Lamb, because you do have uh, Garrett Cole under contract for a few more years. You have Rodon for a few more years under contract. It was good pitchers. You don't know what you're going to get out of Severino. You don't know what's coming up in the free agent market. You never know what's coming out of the minors because prospects are just prospects until they they do something. They're just another another player. So you wonder what they they got going on so, but you know you have uh, a judge in in in, lo- in long term you have Rodon in for long term and you have Garrett Cole in for long term uh, and so you have to try to do something and you have to think about not just the rest of this year but but years coming up and right now this Yankee team is is, is aging a little bit and you got to find a way to get to they got to get a little bit better they got to get more athletic and they got to find a way to uh to 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 get away from themselves and find a way to get rid of the analytics guys that they have because it isn't working to to a man Trying to find a right fielder, trying to find a left fielder—it's tough. It's really tough uh, to try to overhaul the the uh, the lineup right now, like they did in 2016. Like I said earlier, it's going to be tough, but they managed to do it in 2017, which is one of my still my, one of my favorite uh, Yankee teams of, of of all time. Even though they didn't win anything, uh, that that team was built the year before with the trades they made when they got rid of Beltron as well. Was including those when they they gave Judge the uh, the reins out in right field and say, "Yeah, run run with it, man." And then they got just like you know what bothers me about that trade. The only thing that bothers me about all those trades that they made when they did get Miller out of, and I'm going off a little bit of a different tangent here, when they got rid of uh, Andrew Miller, who, like I said, gave up the home run to Didi in game four, game five, whatever it was, uh, of that 2017 uh DS. Um, when they got Clint Frazier, I thought Frazier was going to be a hell of a player for a guy who was drafted first overall. Yeah, there was problems between that kid's ears. I get it, but they didn't really give him a chance to play. Didn't give him a chance to flourish at all. And then it just kind of went went sideways for Clint Frazier. I think he's calling himself something different now. But I thought Frazier was going to be one heck of a Yankee. But they just didn't give him the the uh, chance. Yes, he was like the guy I was just talking about with Brett Gardner. But I, I thought that they they, they didn't give uh, they didn't give Frazier the chance to to flourish a little bit. Didn't give him a chance to grow and. He he kind of was up and down like a toilet seat at a mixed party uh, within minor leagues or anything else. So you just don't know if if he was given that rightful, or maybe it is him. I don't know, but it just seems like they didn't. Uh, he wasn't the guy for them, and they they went. He was highly touted uh, prospect, kind of like Gleyber Torres. And you, you think about those teams that they made all those deals. Torres is the only guy that's left. Yeah, McKinney, he's back now as well. He's part of what I think it was the uh, the Beltran trade. But he went, had a little cup of coffee back with the with the Jays a couple of years back, and now he's back playing whatever position is out there in in the field. He's not a very good player. You're not going to win a championship with Billy McKinney in the outfield, but there's my little sidebar for the New York Yankees. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. They got to find a way to sell a bunch of parts. They got to find a way to to get get younger, get better. Uh, this was something that I heard. I don't know if, how much I. It, it got me thinking a little bit. Like, not I'm not saying go and go and do it, but and like how you're going to get rid of a pitcher who's making 32 million or 35 million, whatever it is. But do you do you approach a guy like Garrett Cole and say, listen, man, like if you want to. Uh, 
do you want to go and look for a team that's going to win something? Because we're not winning this year and we're probably not winning next year. Do you want to go and uh, wait, wait, no trade? And we'll just fish you out there and see if, uh, if there is any uh, feelers out there for you. Do, do, do you do that to maybe drop some payroll in? Cause you're not going to do much. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that something that came up that I heard, I can't remember what show it was on, but it's one of those things that you can get you thinking a little bit as a fan and as a, uh, as a Garrett Cole guy, I like Cole. Uh, is he going to win you a championship? I don't know, but he's one of the best player, best pitchers in baseball top five anyways. So do, do you, do you put the feelers out there and say, see what you can get for prospects or, or an everyday player or a third baseman or a left fielder or everything else the Yankees need? Because if you, if you fish a guy like Garrett Cole out there to a championship team that has a shot this year, uh, a lot of teams would go out and, and, and jump, jump at something like that. Like if you look at like, cause they, the angels last night, as I said it yesterday, the angels last night said that they're not getting uh, rid of Otani. So uh, do they, do they fish out Otani out there? Even though they went out and made it, made an acquisition for Lucas Giolito yesterday from the White Sox. So the Angels are all in. They're, they're all in right now. Are they going to make the playoffs? Who knows? But they're all in right now. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about the Yankees here, uh, everybody, the last thing the Yankees got to do, and I think more so the Yankee fan base needs to do, is we need to realize it's not 1996 anymore. It's not 96 through 2000 anymore. That's a long time ago. Uh, 2009, the last the last World Championship, that's a long time ago. Uh, George Steinbrenner died in 2010. Uh, it's just, it's, a, it's all a long time ago. And the, the, the days of yesteryear are gone. The 27 championships it's a long time ago and we got to start looking towards the future uh ron marinaccio isn't isn't mariano uh harrison bader isn't bernie williams uh so it's time to kind of take a and volpe's not jeter volpe's going to be a good player but a, a guy that only hits two Oh, three. I think it's a it's a bit of a failure this year. It's not a su- successful year, in my opinion. If Bader uh, kind of sticks to what what they got going on uh, there in Yankee Land, the, the left side of the infield we, we knew was going or the field was going to be a problem. The catcher's going to be a problem. We don't have Jorge Posada back there. Uh, it's one of those things. I, I I don't think that the uh, the Yankees are in a, a, a situation to win a World Championship this year. Can they contend for a playoff spot a little bit still? Yeah, but this like I said, this next ten games is going to be very truthful or very uh, what it's going to be. But um, the the uh, the Yankees team has now become a, more of a brand. I'll get like it's like I'm, I I still live and die with this team. I'll still watch 162, or I'm not watching them all anymore. But I follow every game, and I, if they make the playoffs, I'll, I'll be in on it. I'll full full bore. I'll adjust my schedule that I get these podcasts out and whatever Dave's doing. We'll have to put them out. The Yankees do get one of those things, but you have to realize now that the the brand is much is much bigger than the team. Uh, this is a business, and you can tell. And the business has hit Yankee Land in the Bronx, no matter what. Yes, the George was in it to make money as well, and and yes, but but George is gone, and it, this 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 brand, the brand of the Yankees, and the making money is much bigger than, than the team is, and the brand is as an old as an old business saying the brand lives up by it uh, wholeheartedly right now that uh, you got to spend money to make money, and yes, the Yankees do spend a lot on payroll year in year out. Do they spend it wisely? No, but they spend money to make money, and the place is packed week in week out over the weekend with the Kansas City Royals. They had some of the biggest crowds they've had all season long, summertime, and on and on. It goes. They were sold out for the two Subway Series games uh, over the weekend, and you, you know, you just know next weekend when the Houston Astros are in town, they'll be sold out all weekend again. So uh, the brand, like I said, the brand has become bigger than the team. It's one of those things that. Uh, people have to realize uh, that it's just not the same Yankee team that was winning at the old place and people were going out there. It's a different Yankee fan now than there was 20, 30 years ago. It's just a lot different. 
It's not better, and it, it and it's a lot different. Uh, but I think we got to realize as Yankee fans that, that uh, that's just what this team is now. Uh, am I going to still cheer 100%? Am I going to go there this, this summer? I still hope to make, make our way back out there in September. Uh, will I buy another hat like I do every year when I go there? I got a whole herd of them back there. I buy one every, every year I go, 100%. Will I uh, spend too much money on beers? Yes, 100%. Will I watch games way too late at night? Will I curse and swear? Yes, 100%. There's no getting around what to my Yankee fandom is, isn't going away but we i think we just have to have a different thought process i'm not saying we succumb to mediocrity but i think we just have to have a different thought process of what where this team is going on a year in year out basis and it's one of those things that you just uh you, you don't like to see you don't want to call them a sellout but that you know you're in the business to make money if you if anybody thinks that that that, that hal steinbrenner gives one fiddler's fuck about brent radlinski and uh, the rest of the yankee fan base you're sadly mistaken they, they see dollar signs and he's still got investors he's got to answer to as well uh that pay for that stadium and pay for everything else that's going on there so it's not a it's not a uh it's a brand and it's a franchise before it's a team and that's what the yankees are now you, you just look at they had a jerry garcia bobblehead night for whatever reason i think there was a, a charity thing behind it, but what does jerry garcia got to do with the fucking new york yankees and then to, to bring more seats or people into the seats in the upcoming days they have a a Harry Potter night coming up of all a Harry Potter hat night. What does Harry Potter hat night have to do with the New York Yankees? You know what it is to bring people into the stands to, to, to get the eight first 18,000 kids in the building who like Harry Potter or Harry Potter L older people out there. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie in my life, but it's one of those things. That's what the Yankees are. Now we have to realize that, that that's one of those things that they are. And it's just, it's, 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 uh, Every sports franchise is coming to that. Like you see the money that's getting spent throughout the sports world. And we'll get off this little rant about that, but that's what the Yankees are now. And we have to realize it. You know, the, the scary thing about this team is, and we'll get into birthdays and everything else in half a second. But the scary thing about this team is, is that they could, somehow some way you know they're getting getting a little bit healthier they could make a trade here trade there if they follow my advice and go out and get a player here and a player there in the upcoming days but you know they get into a a three-game wild card you you have a guy like like garrett cole like i know every team's got an ace but cole can win you a game so all of a sudden you're up uh, one game to nothing in the wild card and then all of a sudden you have a you you have you have two more chances you have some pitching there that that could do something rodon he's going to get into his own there he could win a game for you pretty quick and all of a sudden you're in an alda situation with a, with a staff with Severino who can th- throw up a yes he can throw up a stinker and, and and yes he can throw up a stinker and Herman can throw up a stinker but also Herman has a perfect game yes it was against the Oakland days but you have a couple guys that, that can win a couple games for you and then you have Nestor Cortez once he gets off the IL he never know he could fall into a win or two here or there and get back to his all-star form from last year so you never know what this team might end up doing do I ex- expect them to get to a, a World Series this year no could, do I expect them to maybe pull something out of their ass? I don't expect it, I, but it wouldn't surprise me a whole bunch that this team might find a way to do it. it. It won't be on the back of their offense by any means. Their offense stinks, and getting judged back isn't going to help them as this team currently is. But I think that if this team can do something like they did in 2016, 2017, and get some pitching, go and make some deals at the deadline, and trade off uh, those old Camaros, you just never know what, what might happen because they only need to score three or four runs a game, which they aren't even doing now. But if they can go out and get get a player here a player there and get rid of Sean Carlos Stanton and say goodbye forever to him we've already said goodbye to Josh Donaldson so we'll just start uh, getting the, the voodoo dolls out from over here I'm sure I got a Sean Carlos Stanton dolls out around here somewhere bobblehead or whatever it is but we might be able to, to do something I say we I mean the Yankees 
They might be able to get something done. They might find a way to, to do something in the playoffs. They, but you got to get to the dance first, right? And, and that's one thing that they got to do, and they got to find a way to get there. Uh, but we just got to realize the Yankee team to maybe not have the, the high expectations that we've had over the years. You know, 2016, they, since they, when they made those deals, uh, 2017 and 19, that was a championship window. And since then, that window, I think, has, has been actually closed. So it's time to open up the window with some new blood in the, in the upcoming days. And I hope that Cashman can find a way to, to pull one out of his ass and the next five days and get, give Yankee fans across the uh, across the world a little bit of hope because I with this pitching staff I still think that they have a an outside shot to get themselves to a CS. Um, it's going to be tough because Baltimore's really good uh, and Tampa. Well, you never know what you're going to get, but and I don't think the Jays are that good. I actually don't think the Jays are that good. I'm going to get shot by my by my wife for talking about the Jays that way, but I I, I think that they're they're missing something. Uh, are they going to make a deal or two? Probably everybody's going to try to jockey around right now, but now that. Otani's off the table. People are shuffling the deck a little bit, so it should be interesting to see how it goes. And one last thing before I before I and I've been talking, meaning to talk about this for for uh, what two and a half, two and three quarter, two and nine tenths years. What's nine tenths of a year? Eleven twelfths of a year uh, since we started this damn podcast. Is uh, can the New York Yankees please, please, please quit playing Frank Sinatra, New York, New York, when they went when they, uh, they when they lose a game at home in the Bronx? That's supposed to be a celebratory thing. When you win something, you remember when they were winning world championships at the old place across the street and even a new place in 2009 that was blaring over the speakers everything else when they're winning world championships and having a good time and that should be something that people are, are singing when they're going down the concourse leaving the building they're outside walking across the billies walking across the stands walking across over to sluggers walking over to you can still hear it when you're uh, all, all the way around the corner at the, the yankee tavern like quit playing new york new york when you lose the fucking baseball game okay please yankees Please, uh, PR, whoever's in charge of that, the game day promotions, whoever's in charge of the entertainment value on the field, please quit playing New York, New York when the Yankees lose. I don't know if the if the Oakland A's play celebration when uh, the uh, by cooling the gang when 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 they win a game or lose a game, which they lose a lot of games. So, how many times has anybody heard celebration by cooling the gang at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum at Ricky Henderson Field, wherever it's called these days? Yankee fan, Yankees, please quit playing New York, New York when the Yankees lose. I don't ask for much, but I'm asking for that. Thank you very much. The PSA is brought to you by 1420 uh, in the morning and the Yankees work Weekly Report here at World Headquarters, otherwise known as the Yankee Tavern North. Anyways, here's our, a word from our sponsors at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like Boomstick Lady. No free throw is safe from the roar of her sticks. SeatGeek helps her find a seat in the direct eye line of the shooter so she can sit where her boomsticks make the biggest boom. Everybody okay? SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more so fans can fan. Anyways, uh, on to on this days and birthdays and all that stuff that we do here at at uh, at the Yankee uh, Week in Review. I don't know why I can't get that out every week. It's, it's really pretty easy. On this day and birthdays, it's pretty simple. Anyways, on this day in 1988, Yankee pitcher Tommy John, yes, that Tommy John, committed three errors in the Yankee 16-3 drubbing of the Milwaukee Brewers. Three errors in one play, as you're seeing here, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, in front of 28,869 people at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Dave Winfield led the way, going three for five with five RBIs, including two home runs. 
Tommy John got the win despite the three errors to improve his record to eight and three on the season. The Yankees' record was 58 and 40 at that point. John's three errors were three of the four committed that season, all in one one play, and three of the 49 he committed in his 26th career. Everybody knows Tommy John more for the surgery he had, and probably those three errors come up a lot. Uh, the 80 year old Tommy John, I think he's 80, 80 years old now. So on this day in 1988, Tommy John had a bit of a, a, a rough a rough goal of it there uh, in, in one inning. It's kind of funny how that all went about. There's Tommy John and his elbow surgery and the like. So, uh, yeah, there it is. And happy birthday to, uh, happy 48th birthday to the one, the only, one of the best to play the game. Hate to say it, Alex Rodriguez. The ego and the greed got in the way a little bit of this guy, but uh Current uh, current broadcaster, ex-Yankee, uh, Alex Rodriguez, was born on this day in 1975 in Manhattan, New York. Moved to Dominican Republic for a little bit, then to Miami in the fourth grade. Drafted first overall in 1993, draft to Seattle. Uh, first... Uh, First player to ever sign a $20 million contract. He got that one, a three-year deal with the uh, five, no, 10-year deal with the Texas Rangers, I believe. And then he got traded over in 2003 uh, to the Yankees because the Rangers realized it was a big waste of money. Uh, two, A-Rod got two MVPs with the Yankees in 2000 and uh, what the hell was it? 2006, 2007, I believe it was. It doesn't much matter. Uh PEDs the whole bit. Won a World Series with the Yankees in 09. We all know the A-Rod story. One of the best ever played the game, but his ego got a, got the best of him. Was he a great Yankee? Yes. Was he the greatest of all time? Yes. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, that, that's that debate that goes on forever and ever. One of those things. That, but A-Rod, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I can't stand when he talks on TV, but he loves the game of baseball. He's very, very knowledgeable. And yes, did he help the, win, the Yankees win a World Series in 2009? 100%. He's one of the catalysts of that 2019 when they moved across the street from the old place and uh, one of the greatest Yankees to ever play third base. There's no getting around that. The, the talent this guy had is, is, is uh, second to not many. It's uh, just too bad that all of it had to get in the way, and he's that's just who he is. Uh, one of the top nozzles to ever play for the Yankees, probably. But uh, happy birthday, Day Rod! Not going to be besmirch your guy on his birthday very much, but he is one of the the best Yankees ever play. And he, like I said before, he uh, he uh, he tricked me a long, long time ago in 2000. I think it was 2014 with the forgive campaign he had, and Bald Vinny was selling T-shirts across the street in front of Billy's there. And I've, of course, I bought one. I still got it upstairs somewhere. So, anyways, happy birthday to uh, A Rod. And everything else. Hope things are going okay in your land. I'm sure you're. Uh, I'm sure you're doing five fine, crying in your millions that I called you a nozzle here at 1420 World Headquarters. Uh, otherwise known as Yankee Tavern North. Anyways, there's my hopes for the Yankees this week. I, I still hope they they got it going on. I I, I don't have a whole bunch of faith uh, that it's going to, to do as I, I I may have just laid out for them. But I I hope that to say Cashman can make a deal in the in the upcoming days to maybe improve this team and get rid of some some older guys and find a way to. Uh, a little bit of salary and everything else, but you just never know what could happen. How they get rid of Stanton, I have no idea. How you get rid of Rizzo, I have no idea. What you do with uh, J.D. I, uh, or, or uh, uh, LeMayhew, I have no idea. I, I don't know what you can do with, with these guys, but you just never know what could happen uh, in the upcoming days ahead. You know, some that might pull something out of their ass and become a, a World Series contender, which is only a few players away. You know, it's just one of those things. But this, this offense is inept. This offense is a disaster. And until we get uh, Cashman and, and the likes uh, – 
wise up to it a little bit and find out what what the problem is and get down to the deep depths of the uh, of the, uh, the the big ballpark in the Bronx and not get those meetings done. You don't know if it's ever going to be fixed because right now that offense is a mess, been a mess for uh, over a year now, and it's just you don't know uh, what it's going to do. And now that Judge is coming back, how much of an impact is he going to have? Because the rest of baseball, they uh, they read the analytics, they read the stats too. So they'll, they'll see that when Judge coming up to bat, you walk him just like – uh, Boone should have done last week to get to Mickey Moniak instead of pitching to Shohei Otani. You're going to see once Judge is back, he won't see many pitches to hit, if any, because that the rest of that offense is very inept with not much hope of uh, even getting a, a base hit, let alone a home run, which they're they're built upon to do. Anyways, there's my uh, there's my ta- Yankee talk for the week. Me and Dave are back to, uh, later on tonight to record another blockbuster edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Make sure you listen to our our show wherever wherever is your podcast. Make sure you listen to friends of the show. Uh, Jim at Fan of the Van. He had a good Yankee rant today. Forgot in the football talk. Got a lot of other football, uh, great, great football shows going on. It's football season to, to, to most, but here at 1420 World Headquarters, especially at 1420 in the morning, she's still baseball season right until uh, right until the end, end of October. So, anyways, there it is for today. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with, and go Yankees. Just listen to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.